shining a light on podcasts and videos that have caught our attention. The Spotlight with Jen Spiker. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, I mentioned the dangerous new abortion bill in Queensland that is being proposed by the Cairns MP, Rob Pine. The bill would remove safeguards for unborn children and women. And Mr Pine's new bill is being brought before a parliamentary committee in Queensland. It's now being considered. It's a second bill. And they're asking for submissions from people like you and I. These are submissions that can be submitted to this particular parliamentary committee. So I guess there's some action we'll be able to take. But let's get some detail about what's happening in the state of Queensland. Julie Borger is leading Cherish Life in Queensland. She's joining us. Hello, Julie. Welcome back to 2020. Lovely to be here with you, Neil. Julie, I know you've been very hard at work addressing some of the big issues and Cherish Life will be making submissions to this uh, parliamentary uh, uh, committee that's looking at this particular bill at the present time. Just how serious is it, Julie, that this bill is is being considered? I think it's a, it's a dreadful indictment on um, on the potential of life for Queensland. I do, however, think that there is a time right now where the Queensland people can give um, our politicians an opportunity to tell them what we want. And uh, there's two ways that people can do that. Am I allowed to tell you about those? Uh, Yeah, let's talk about those because uh, I mentioned that for listeners, uh, some taking of action may be very important at this, this time. Right now, yes. And Cherish Life Queensland has put on their website, and it's a particular action, it's cherishlife.org.au backslash action. And under that heading, your listeners can find all information that they would need to uh, do a few things. One will be there's a link to the parliamentary e-petition that has been set up by the ACL to uh, tell our parliamentarians we do not support the five new clauses of the second Pine Bill. And, and we ask people to simply go in and, and tick that box and sign that. The second one is we have a list on our website of all the MPs in Queensland with their postal and their email addresses. And we are asking people to write to their MP and let their MP know that they do not support um, open slather abortion as well. There seems to be a rift or a divide between what the Queensland people want and what our parliamentarians think we want. And there's been some interesting galaxy polls that have shown that, for instance, 85% of Queenslanders are against late-term abortions past 20 weeks. You've got 84% believe that abortions harm Queensland women. And you've still got our parliamentarians thinking that this is what... Uh, the Queensland people want. So we really have to let them know through the e-petition, through writing letters to them, but also through making a submission to the parliamentary inquiry that is right now uh, looking at the second Pine Bill, uh, that this is not what we, the Queensland people, are wanting. And and actually, can I just make reference to that? Right now, we are in a last phase. Um, I'm spending my days just checking through and uh, just doing the final details on the submission that um, Cherish Life Queensland is making to that um, parliamentary inquiry. But we're hoping that 
um, as many people in Queensland will also write their own submission. The first round against the first Open Slough Pine Bill, there were 1,400 submissions written and we're hoping that as many people again will write a submission because we don't want the politicians to think that we've just become a bit laissez-faire about Okay, Julie, so if there was 1,400 submissions in the first round, uh, if you wrote a submission then, do you have to write another one now? Yes, because the first round was just against Pine's first bill, which simply called for the decriminalisation of abortion carte blanche. This one, he's tried to, I think, put some delusory... um, new points in that are going to make us think that it's not as serious. Like, for instance, then the new points in this new bill uh, talk about the fact that um, uh, doctors would, would have the right to have a conscientious objection and not have to perform an abortion if, if they, if they um, aren't in favour, which is good. But it also talks about the fact that an abortion up to 24 weeks can be performed on a woman for any reason at all, that post-24 weeks would need two doctors uh, to uh, believe that it was not in the woman's best interest to continue with the pregnancy. However, uh, it's just a furphy. It's just an absolute ruse because only one doctor has to cite or see the patient. The second doctor neither has to cite the patient or read the patient's file and, um, and could be, for instance, could be, for instance, the second doctor working in the abortion clinic you know, the organisation that profits by uh, by producing the abortion. And uh, so it's not really... Oh, the other thing about it is there are no penalties. There are no penalties. If a first doctor fails to get a second doctor's opinion, uh, there's no penalty for the first doctor for, for doing that. So a law without a penalty is not really a law at all. Um, there's other things involved, including the introduction of safe zones around abortion clinics, and uh, that would be of a 50-metre area there would not be allowed any uh, people that sometimes now gather outside abortion clinics to quietly pray to quietly just be there as a presence to maybe get an opportunity to catch the eye of of a girl that's going into an abortion clinic and just saying to her is this really what you want um could we help you you know there are services available and and, and we hear stories every year that Julie. so many yep uh, when we far, when we think about uh, the abortion laws in Australia, most of the time when we talk about the worst abortion laws in Australia, which are described as the worst abortion laws in the world, we're talking we're about talking the about state Victoria. of Victoria. We are. And, uh, and are. then uh, Tasmania was sort of added to the list with some extra uh, laws that they brought in there. Uh, in Queensland, is this a sort of a push that actually tries to bring these laws in line with Victoria and Tasmania, or are they actually a step worse than those ones in Victoria and Tasmania? Uh, no, they, they would bring them into line at, at the late-term abortions, the safety zones around the clinics. Uh, in one in one way, they're slightly better in that in Victoria, it's a penalty for a, a doctor if he does not want to perform an abortion, he still has to refer a lady to a woman who will with with a total conscious objection order under ours. But yes, it brings them into line with those sister states. Okay, now if we were comparing states, as we've done, let's talk about uh, comparisons internationally because uh, just yesterday I was seeing headlines on the television about, I think it was the nation of Poland, who were really, really getting to a point where they'd wound back their abortion 
uh, in Poland and uh, almost to the point now where they're outlawing that. Uh, is this something that's happening in a, a number of European states and uh, different nations around the world? Well, this is quite an interesting thing because in a lot of the first world progressive other nations, and I'm talking about a lot of the European countries, France, Belgium, uh, Germany, abortion is not allowed post 20 weeks anyway. So they have much stricter rules that we have uh, than we have in Australia. Now, they understand the harm that abortion does to women and, of course, to babies. Poland's quite interesting because it only allowed abortions more recently. And yet already it is seeing the harm of the uh, ability for women to uh, have abortions. And it's now um, initiated a citizen uh, a citizen approach to it, not the Polish parliament, but the common citizens in Poland have signed a petition, 450,000 of them, and it's taken 35 boxes to deliver these 450,000 signatures to the Polish parliament saying, we want to ban abortions in every situation except when a mother's life is in jeopardy. Now, under the Polish legislative rules, if a petition over 100,000 is ever presented to the Parliament, that causes them to actually send the matter to a commission within the Parliament who will then debate it for some time and will come back to the Parliament with a bill uh, written around those to then be passed. So the fact that there were 450 signatures, only 100,000 required, tells a huge story doesn't it? It certainly does. Look, this is a particularly interesting month, this month of October. I know you've got some speakers uh, coming out later this month for a particular dinner that you're running in southeast Queensland. Uh, but in Victoria, I think it's this weekend, the March for Babies. Is. There is There is a lot of activity and uh, there is a lot of uh, interest generated in these events because people are saying, uh, hang on, enough is enough. We need to actually be physically present to make a protest. Uh, what are your thoughts about things like the March for the Babies this weekend in Victoria? Well, if, if I had not had other occasions, I would certainly be on a plane tomorrow. <laughs> but Bernie Finn was the MP um, who stood for five hours to argue against that Victorian legislation in 2008, uh, and it still got passed. He, post that, started these uh, March for Life um, events, annual events in October, uh, to uh, to signal a protest against the uh, this legislation and protest the government's failure to protect the life of all our. Victorians, you know, those pre-born and those post-born, failure of Victorian Parliament to, um, to provide, offer real support to women in crisis from a crisis president, um, pregnancy and also uh, pushing for the Victorian Parliament to again uh, allow freedom of conscience for doctors. This march has grown and grown and there are several thousands of people who are now coming. They started... Um, they started down at, where do they start? I can't think of the gardens. They walk right up to uh, Parliament Hill. And I think it's a very good physical um, sign to the community and to Parliament uh, that there is a real angst against the draconian legislation that's currently being practised in the Victorian. Well, I'd encourage listeners to Google March for Babies uh, right. for all the details this weekend in Victoria. But uh, I did mention you've got a dinner coming up, a couple of yes. uh, high-powered speakers who are yes, very yes. influential. Uh, just explain those speakers coming oh. up at your dinner. Yes, on October the 20th, 
Thursday night and it's at uh, Indrapilly um, Golf Club. We have two guest speakers at our annual dinner. The first one is Dr. Rachel Carling Jenkins and she is actually a most fabulous DLP senator in the Victorian Parliament and she's the first uh, parliamentarian since 2008 to try to um, get a motion up, uh, get a bill up in the Victorian Parliament to um, provide some uh, safety to babies born alive from botched abortions. And it was called the Infant Viability Act. It actually got knocked back in the second reading. But I've been speaking to Dr. Rachel uh, Carling Jenkins myself, and I tell you, she's not stopping. She's going to continue to try to push for legislation that will provide some safeguards. Um, and so it's going to be very interesting to talk to her, what she learned. Um, she is certainly a courageous course. woman, and uh, we she were following is. along that whole process when that was happening earlier this year. And uh, the fact that she's uh, out of Victoria and visiting Queensland now, it's a good sign too, uh, because she's got some very worthwhile things to say. There's uh, just very, very quickly, the other speaker you've got coming out later this month? is a lady called Kay Painter. Kay Painter is from America. I think this will be her 21st or 22nd international um international uh, speaking uh, tour. She is a woman who herself had an abortion and uh, as a result of having gone through the pain and the trauma of that, she started up a ministry called Sarah's Sarah, Remembering Sarah. I think Sarah's the name she gave to her, the daughter that she had aborted. And she does some wonderful work. She's a beautiful Christian with girls helping them to um, to find to find a, a safe place and some peace and um if they're Christians, come to a point where they are able to open their hearts to receive the forgiveness of the Lord, but certainly to just be healed from the abortion experience. So we've got those two speakers. And I was going to offer to your readers, your listeners today, Neil, the tickets uh, for our annual dinner are $100. But if anyone uh, wanted to contact uh, Cherish Life and say that they had heard about our dinner because they listened to this program today, uh, mention my name, mention mention your name, whatever, they would get that ticket for $90 to come and have a meal, be entertained and have two guests, listen to two good guest speakers. Now, we were talking earlier about the submissions required uh, in the yes. Queensland uh, committee that's going to be uh, looking at this particular Rob Pine bill. You mentioned uh, that there is a page on your website that has all yes. the details about how people can actually make a submission and uh, get informed about this, cherishlife.org.au. Backslash uh, action. Are you sure it's backslash or forward slash? Forward slash, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not very technical, thank you. That's all right. That's a... I go, can I say one more thing about that? Yep. Submissions close by 4pm this Thursday 6th, and it doesn't have to be a long submission. I looked at some of the submissions from the first uh, bill, and some of them were handwritten, half a page. It doesn't have to be any more than just simply letting the committee know that you are not in favour of this bill. Okay. Well, uh, this Thursday is tomorrow. Yes. Uh, time is creeping up. Let me just point yes. people, cherishlife.org.au forward slash action. Uh, that's where you find all the details about who you contact uh, to actually put a submission before that uh, Queensland yes. Parliamentary Committee. Uh, good talking to you, Julie. Julie Borger, who leads Cherish Life in Queensland, one of those amazing organisations, a pro-life organisation, Julie, thanks so much for taking some time to give us this update today here on 2020. And thank you, Neil, for your interest and your concern of the pro-life arena. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. 
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.